1: Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Betts, the official
0: betting partner of Saratoga Course. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today.
1: This is the Cubs Related Podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. We are coming to you on a Monday evening. You'll hear this on Tuesday morning, which, of course, as I alluded to in our last episode, means that the Cubs did not win the division, as we are talking to you again in such a short span. And while Brendan and I love getting on here and putting out some Cubs related audio for you guys, i mean it in the nicest way we're really hoping not to talk to you guys uh for you know maybe another day or so you know have let everybody celebrate and all that other stuff uh but we have a wild card game to prepare for so we are going to talk pretty briefly i think about game 163 where the brewers beat the cubs three to one at wrigley field to win the national league central with 96 wins And then we will talk about the wild card game on Tuesday night, where John Lester will try to stop the Colorado Rockies from making us all really, really miserable. So that's where we are. And I'm going to throw it to you quick, Brendan. Uh, Let's just get into this Brewers game. The Brewers win the division. Uh, You know, Jesus Aguilar mouths off after the game on Sunday, and they come in. And as I said, come on down I-94 and and take the division from us. And that is exactly what the Milwaukee Brewers did. Uh, So at a certain point, I think you have to tip your cap to them. They literally won eight straight games to end the season and win the division. All those scenarios Brendan and I were putting out uh, over the weeks, you know, we kept saying, like, it's not over, but this is extremely difficult for the Brewers, or they would have to do something exceptional. And again, they did. So uh, I'm not sure uh, what else there is to say or how super angry I can feel, at least right now. Um, They went out and they did that. And if a team is going to play like that to end the year, there's only so much you can do uh, to stop them. But Brendan, I will throw it to you. So give me your thoughts. If I had told you when we recorded uh, after Sunday's game, before the tiebreaker, how you would feel the game went if I told you that Chassin and Quintana would both be good, not really have an effect on the game, but that Orlando Arcia, yes, Orlando Arcia, that of the 260 on-base percentage, that is a real number, folks, would have more hits than the entire Chicago Cubs team. Brendan, Go.
0: I can see, I can see you're starting this podcast off on a, a positive note here.
1: Um, well, we can switch it up. We can do a different tone. Like, all right, the playoffs start tomorrow. Forget whatever happened in the regular season. Your, like, let's do it. It's like your
0: interactive podcast. Uh, yeah, press ju- A if you yes, like a positive, tone. A, a choose your own adventure <laughs> podcast.
1: Right? What kind of
0: mood are you uh, in? Uh, unfortunately, Corey and I can't put on that positive mindset right now. Or at least I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say like, this is like, like this makes me sick. Uh, I'm not, you know, I never really get angry at these games and I never get angry at the players. It's just This is just how baseball works, but it is like a feeling of like emptiness to a degree. Uh, the Cubs were six games up of Milwaukee on August 28th it's it's mind-blowing that this happened and it's not like the cubs collapsed or anything they had a winning record they won the last six series the brewers just won nine games in a row they did this they earned it they you know just like the cubs battled adversity at times this year and they came through so first i guess kudos to milwaukee it hurts, you know, to say but they they absolutely deserved it uh thoughts from the actual game though uh i i think ugh, i mean the hitting of course is the highlight just the lack of ability to come through once again early in the game they did not get their first hit of course until rizzo tied it up with that fourth inning homer uh bias just couldn't come through they had chances with runners in scoring position again later in the game couldn't come through uh who knows if the, if the wind is blowing now it's a different story with hayward's deep fly ball and rizzo's ninth inning fly ball and that's just the way the game goes but overall like it's it hurts a little bit just because it wasn't as if Justine was on his game he had a lot of 3-0 counts he wasn't really commanding to the level he's shown previously in the year and that's kind of what hurts the most is you know the cubs are better than this but they're battling fatigue they're battling injuries we know the story and of course this kind of just happens but at the same time if there is room for optimism, Corey, we know like when things get weird for this team, and when they look like they can't pull it together, they suddenly score ten runs and just
1: completely change your opinion. So who knows if that even happens tomorrow? Yeah, and you know, again, we kind of alluded to this on Sunday or whenever that emergency podcast was. The days are all blurring together, guys. It's you know the yeah. end of the season, so it is what it is. So we're really not going to have time uh, until probably. The offseason I guess you know we'll see what the result is tomorrow maybe we do a post wild card and we can I'm just saying we don't really have time to delve too much into the regular season but now that it's yeah. technically over I, you know you, the, the main thought I have is exactly you know kind of along those lines like the Cubs went out and won 95 games they they did not play you know, lights out at the end of the year. And again, you can nitpick little games that they could have won. Of course you can. You can do the same for the Brewers, you know, and they could have had more wins than they did. It, you know, there's any number of ways to to roll that dice. But they won 95 games, and they came up uh, just short in a tie-breaking game, again, to a team that played out of their damn mind for the last few weeks of the season. <laughs> yeah, quite they quite had right, no yeah. choice but to play perfect baseball for over a week, the Brewers, and they did it. And I, I, you know, it just, I don't know where I am right now. I I don't have the energy to, um, you know, like lament the Cubs season or act like they didn't have a really good overall year with some challenges thrown at them. And, and you you know, again, you can go back and re-litigate the off-season. Should they have signed this guy? Should they have this signed this guy? Really easy to sit here and say they should have signed Lorenzo Cain, like, right now. Like, what is, but, you know, so it's like, well, what is the point of saying stuff like that? Like, the Cubs went out and won 95 games with all the stuff that went on with them. They had a good year. They're in the dance tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. And, you know, that's what you can ask. And again, like you had the two best teams in the National League playing today. One of them gets to go to the NLDS. One of them goes to the wild card. The Cubs were better than everybody else in the National League. So that's that's my thoughts on the the regular season. Was it perfect? No. Was this team flawed? Absolutely. We brought up those flaws all the time. We must have talked a thousand different episodes about how this offense was inconsistent <laughs> or how bad the starting pitching was to start the year. Every team has flaws, but the Cubs put together uh, a solid year in the middle of this, you know, continued run of success, and I don't have more to offer, I think, on the overall regular season um, than that. On this game in particular, this one stings, man. Uh, this was just a frustrating game. You know, it had that, that air of, is the offense really going to do this thing today? like can we not you know they're getting no hit for a a large portion of the game which is not something we were unfamiliar with this year and you know it just is frustrating because it it comes down to little things you know the Brewers pound out I think 10 plus hits uh, but it the Cubs were in it till the last batter of the game and I think that's the really frustrating thing is that uh, Quintana was getting hit really hard early in that game I mean I think he gave up Several. It might have even been ten or more balls, a hundred miles an hour or more, uh, through the early innings of that game. So as we were moving along, like especially when Rizzo got us on the board, I'm thinking this is great right now because they looked awful, and Quintana was lucky to not have given up several runs, and they're in it. You know, they have a chance to get the lead here and you know prevent the Milwaukee bullpen from taking over, Um, but. Yeah, man, when you get three hits in a tie-breaking game and, you know, again, like, kudos to Orlando Arcia. He had a good game, but you cannot get beat by someone with a 260 on-base percentage. Uh, He got on four times today. The entire year, he averaged getting on base basically once a game, and you let him get on four times, and it really cost them the game. So, like, I didn't have a problem. I'll I'll, I'll ask you this, actually, Brendan, just because it was something people were talking about uh, from the game. But I didn't have a problem with them pitching to Yelich early in the game. It was a bad pitch. You can't give him anything to hit there. But two outs, you know, with the way Quintana was getting hit and the way Ryan Braun hits lefties— I I'm not of the mindset that you just put Yelich on I I I don't I don't buy the whole like he's been unbelievable but you can't just start giving away base runners when the next two guys in the Brewers lineup Braun and Aguilar can really easily put this game out of reach and make it three nothing four nothing five nothing like that so I didn't have a problem with that did you have a problem with them pitching to Yelich Zero. Okay. zero problem. It's if you, you, you can take that
0: same argument too, because Braun has been swinging the bat. Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's been not of course, to the same level of Yelich, of but those two carried the team the past two weeks. And right behind Braun was Jesus Aguilar, who of course is also having a phenomenal year. We know about the power. We know about the splits. He hits lefties. Well, it just, I had no problem with it. If you walk Yelich that early in the game, you give a free base runner and another potential run to two guys who have been swinging about well in Braun and Aguilar. So yeah, I had no issue with it. Uh, but look, Corey, to be honest with you, I'm kind of over this game. Uh, I think like you got to put yeah. it behind the Brewers won the division. The Cubs did not hit well. Kitana, you know he look he didn't pitch to what we all thought he could pitch but he didn't put the cubs in that bad of a situation they had a yeah. chance to win this game and that's all you can ask for for a playoff game so i, I kind of want to transition here i know it's early but i want to transition just talking about this wild card game because look the cubs are in the playoffs fourth straight year you win you go to milwaukee for thursday um, and you just kind of hit the reset button here and you, you still line up your starting rotation. If they do win this wild card game with your big three guys with Hendricks, Hamels, and Lester, if they win again, of course, tomorrow. So I'm going to lay just out the, the general matchups and some potential highlights that I think I'm looking for, for this wild card game. We, we can talk about, uh, you know, lineup preferences and so on. So, of course, we have John Lester, your boy Corey, John Lester on the mound. For the Cubs, Lester has had success against most of these Rockies hitters. The overall numbers that Rockies hitters both passed, who were not on the Rockies, but still faced Lester on different teams, and the current crop as a whole, they have a 269 expected weighted on base average, which is not good. So, that's an 138. Total plate appearances. They just have not hit lester that well. Um now granted uh the the actual FIP for Lester is four against the Rockies, but again, those expected stats are better. Here's the most encouraging part for me about Lester Corey is if you look at the exit velocity, I know I'm getting a little bit numbers heavy here, but just throw it out there. The exit velocity for Rockies hitters against lester is eighty-two miles per hour. That's extremely Low guys, so that's I think that's that's an encouraging trend, and you know Johnny comes out in these stressful games. He performs; he always has done that in the past. This is this is your legend. This is the the one pitcher I think, in addition to Hendricks, that you really, truly, wholeheartedly trust to take them out in these situations. So Lester is right there, and then I'll preview uh, Kyle Freeland for the Rockies, and we can get into more specifics. Uh, Freeland has dominated. The cubs Corey, in his two starts uh, against them uh, so in 42 plate appearances against the cubs guys have only hit you ready for this 158 expected woba of 228 and fip of 2.81 exit velo average 84 miles per hour again not good the worst stat of them all though is that the majority of those batted balls were on the ground so an average launch angle of four degrees not good so um, I, you know, I don't know what you want to take from that. In one positive side, you have John Lester, who's been good against Colorado in, in the past. And on the other end, you have Kyle Freeland, who's been better than Lester has against the Rockies as he's faced the Cubs. So that lays out the, the general context of this game. Uh, Corey, any thoughts there? I would like the Cubs to win is uh, my okay, predominant thought. thought um doesn't that scare you though Kyle Freeland I mean I'm I'm looking at these numbers and I remember too so Freeland's that 25 year old former top prospect first round draft pick has that funky delivery he scares me Corey
1: yeah I mean I think anything scares you at this point it's a one game playoff <laughs> uh you know we we haven't done yeah. this in a few years and you know as much as I love Johnny uh it was you know I think I'm not uh speaking out of turn here and saying that uh it was a little easier when it was Arietta in 2015 cuz like it was the whole year you were kind of just like oh well yeah Arietta is going to win so there's not much else oh, to what it what a fun game that was but yeah i look i you know it, it is what it is i mean the wild card game is uh by design not really you know the the best way to determine like who is the best baseball team it's just uh designed for chaos and so I think you just sort of have to embrace that at this point, and obviously, you know, there's there's nobody, certainly on this team, uh, and very few people in the league that you'd rather have in a big game than John Lester. This guy shows up in these games, he has an incredible track record in these games, and he's just the kind of guy you want out on the mound when there is no you know there's no tomorrow you you have to get a w john lester is the man that you call and you look for cole hamels will be available in the bullpen pedro strope told espn today that he will be available tomorrow we'll see what we'll see what that. roster that, that they put together but you know yeah. you're gonna have this is an all hands on deck situation it wasn't necessarily today uh, on monday but tuesday is uh you do whatever you have to do to win the game so I expect to see Joe uh, probably a slightly different lineup, probably some more righties in there, um, and you know you gotta you gotta show up, and you know you again like you can't put together an effort like they did uh, on Monday. You, you cannot get three hits sure. on offense in a game where you might be eliminated. And we talked on Sunday about how locked in Rizzo looks, and he just sort of has that like playoff you know, Anthony Rizzo, like I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to do as much as I can to prevent this team from uh, floundering around here. And, you know, you hope that carries over and uh, we'll see what Joe does with the lineup. But yeah, it's 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 one game and you got to show up. So I, again, I, you know, we'll all be at Wrigley. It'll be rocking and we'll be on it from every pitch. But, you know, I think I think that as it has been going down the stretch here it it seems to all come down to the offense so that's that's you know that's kind of like the the predominant thought here is what lineup do we see you know do we see him go you know totally righty heavy does almora slot back in at lead off like we've seen a lot does david bode maybe get in there uh possibly for daniel murphy who doesn't really look that good and is bad on defense um we'll see but yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think either way you were going to get a tough pitcher at this time of year. You're really unlikely to be relieved by who you're seeing, uh, the other team throw out there. I I'm not sure if the Dodgers would have thrown Kershaw on short rest, you know, he probably would have been available and then maybe they go stripling. So either way, it's like, you know, you're getting, you're going to have to beat a good pitcher no matter what in any of these games. So, um, I mm. think it'll be a challenge for them in Freeland, a guy that they have not really had that much success against. Um, he'll be going on short rest. You know, you hope that that can maybe factor in a little bit. I'm looking on my Twitter right now. Uh, it is 11:38 in Chicago. The Rockies got on their plane half an hour ago, so uh, that Ooh, would be like ahead. nine Tire Pacific time ish. So yeah. you know, they'll get into Chicago late. They have you know a decent night's sleep probably, but. You know they're the ones that kind of have that extra variable here so um in an elimination game you know you kind of look to whatever you can to kind of try to find that competitive edge and you know it could be big so um mm-hmm. yeah I mean look the you know this lineup uh for the Rockies I think you know has not really produced uh what they had hoped and what they thought and you know you hope you you know you take them out of cores and, and maybe some of that uh magic isn't there or whatever Uh, that that rocktober magic i think is is something that they they have out in colorado but yeah look i mean i'll as you guys know i will ride or die with john lester on the mound a hundred times out of a hundred um i will be there in my number 34 jersey ready to go and again there there's just nobody nobody i'd rather go to battle with um and say you know the season is in your hands than john Lester. So my lineup, the way I write this out,
0: the, the, the first thing is I'm leaving Murphy out of the lineup. I know like you can't just look at general splits and assume that things continue, but at least what we've seen this year for Murphy in 80 plate appearances, he's at 245 weighted on base average against lefties and you combine that with freeland's difficulty against lefties and murphy's inability quite literally an inability to play second base defensively i'm taking him out Corey. so my lineup from top to bottom leading off i have a ben zobrist this is what i want what i think will happen we're gonna do but what i want is ben zobrist leading off batting second chris bryant batting third anthony rizzo cleanup uh javi baez and then really, you can flip a coin um, after that. uh I mean, of course you have Zo- or I get Zobrale enough I already said that, but I don't know. I know Contreras didn't really have that quality of a game or whatever, but I kind of want to see him maybe batting as weird as it sounds, maybe even like fifth or sixth. Um, you can slot in uh, Mora <clears throat> either fifth or sixth. And then uh, looking at Bodie, um, pitcher spots, and then potentially, I don't know, you can put Hayward out there in right field. So that's what I'm looking at. You can really flip a coin, but I just generally want to see Zobris leading off. I do not want to see Elmore leading off, Corey. I I understand the lefty advantage. I understand Elmore's success against lefties this year. But recently, qualitatively, just looking at the at-bats, I I don't know. I don't want to start the game off with a three-pitch at-bat. Come around the second time and do the same thing again. I want someone who's going to grind
1: at least from the beginning. We'll see what they go with, but I would be shocked if Almora doesn't lead off this game. That just is what Ugh, I like. I love Almora. That's just what just, he's done you know with the righties. Saying, I mean, when like, we load it up on righties, that's who leads off. Like I want Ben Zobris leading off too, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I have stopped. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> you know worrying about the lineup stuff, and yeah, uh, you know. Wilson, ah, man, uh, for as, as good as he looked on Sunday, <laughs> he it was the complete opposite on Monday. I, I mean, talk about just,
0: just disappointing like, there. No, 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 no. I'm hits. just saying,
1: you know, just thinking about you know? the lineup and, and what to expect, I guess, yeah. uh, in the game on Tuesday night. Like, he just ripped the cover off the ball on Sunday. And, you know, just it was the total opposite, a killer double play um, with Hap on first base after taking a leadoff walk. Really kind of felt like uh, the Pat Hughes turning point moment. Uh, of the game so I yeah I just don't know what to expect with these guys it it just you know it's been a season-long thing and unfortunately right now we're not in one of those you know I feel like we had little periods throughout the year where like the offense was clicking and you know like for a few series in a row you were like okay like yeah they they kind of have like a vibe going it doesn't feel like we're in one of those periods it's so it's kind of just like show you know show up at the ballpark and see what you get but you know what I? You know what I also won't be surprised if
0: we see this line. I th- I think like Almora leading off, and Mojave batting second. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. Go I wouldn't be surprised to, um, with whatever Madden does. Al Mago, hashtag yeah, but, Al Mago. Well, if you remember Corey, like those two carried the club back when we were playing Colorado right. earlier in the year. Remember that when uh, when uh, Almora had those like five diving catches in two games? I mean, those two guys. I mean, we're scoring all the runs. Of course, they didn't face Freeland at the time, um, but I'm just drawing back on memory. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see those two up front.
1: I wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't and be so surprised. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but tomorrow, unlike—I'll uh, use the days—Tuesday, uh, unlike Monday, is playoff rules. So on Monday, the Cubs have the 40-man roster, and it the, you know the stats count toward the regular season. Tuesday— 25 man roster this is now the playoffs so you know whole new set of stats is that correct yeah
0: okay yeah, that's that's so, correct. so i mean you're little basically things, naming your right?
1: roster yeah you know are we thinking that gore sneaks in there because this is just for one game so you don't necessarily need uh the entire pitching staff available right so any any nuances yeah. there that you're expecting well, I would be surprised if they leave Stella off the roster. Who hasn't um, gotten a pinch hit and feels like a thousand years. But, yeah, keep, well, keep let's keep I, going in that well. So I, I – n- n- totally not the time for that. But I just – he – if he hadn't hit that homer off of Fulton Evich in September, <laughs> we still would have been on that kick that he was not very good and should not be getting important at bats. So that's all I have to say. Sorry yeah well it's know, like a rollover not, to second you know, every dis-
0: time i mean come on yeah i'm not disagreeing with you but joe keeps going there for him to pinch it so i think given the the one game roster uh potentially you can still have La Stella and gore on there how does this work so you can leave quintana off right the he's not gonna pit. add in another yeah and then you get yeah, a you get a roster
1: per round so you, you're you're catering this right. basically only to tomorrow Right, so yeah, I think
0: you just take Q off and put in Gore, and you keep the regulars. Uh, of note, I think if if there's one kind of concerning issue in my mind, there's actually plenty. I don't know why I say one, but there's plenty. It's how the Cubs utilized their bullpen compared to how Colorado used their bullpen. So, of course, the Cubs almost emptied the tank. Right, Corey, we saw, um, we saw Jack, we saw Chavez for multiple innings. We saw everyone. We saw Justin Wilson, who blew the game. So it's maybe a little bit of a concern to mine because the Rockies did not use their bullpen to the same degree. They were able to sustain Wade Davis. They still have Adam Otonevo. The only guy who they used in those final three innings was Jake McGee. Everyone else was basically in the middle tier to the lower tier of the bullpen. They only used four relievers. Again, the Cubs basically used everyone outside of Alec Mills, whom they used the game before so that's that's my main concern. So if there's one reason why Gore is not on the roster, I can see maybe just
1: utilizing another pitcher just in case they need to, given the fatigue. I suppose. But I from from what I'm gathering, I I, I think if they really need to, I expect Hamels to pick up a pretty significant chunk of. Do you prefer that? If like let's say you know we're in the fourth inning, it's a
0: one to one game, and you're looking at Lester throwing eighty pitches. He's having one of those kind of
1: laborious games where you just can't get the whiffs. Do you go Hamels? I don't. I first of all, I don't like the implication about the Lester start, <laughs> so I resent that. I just want that Sorry. noted. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. This bullpen is taxed, and I, I think that you know something we we didn't necessarily get into you know in breaking down that that. Uh, tiebreaking game, but you know you really saw the effect of Morrow and Strope not being available in that game. Oh, Strope will be back on about that. Well, yeah, that's Stroop what he says. Back, <laughs> so, so he yeah. said that. I didn't see anybody else say that. He told like one of the ESPN reporters that he'll be <laughs> back tomorrow. So we'll see what what happens there. But you, you know, you just you really feel the effect of that, and and it, it's you know another one of those things that you just can't overstate how important that is uh you know in kind of looking back at this season and you know again how the division fell out of their hands you know a huge portion of that is that their two best relievers just haven't been there for a really significant amount of time and you have to move guys up into different roles steve seshek whose arm should not be attached to his body anymore you know is is you know wore down throughout the year and was actually asked to do a more like significant role as we headed down the stretch here so you know you just really saw that so i am all for giving the ball to hamels and i think at that point if you put the ball in the hands of two veterans who have a ton of playoff experience have pitched in huge games have won huge games i i would rather go down that way than than playing um you know the sort of reliever carousel and and hoping that some of these guys can can get you out of jams and the bullpen did a, a great job for the most part on on monday you know uh chavez was enormous in in that game I know. uh and so you know it's not to deride the bullpen but you know especially now again like you said they've used a lot of these guys in the last few days and over the weekend I have no problem giving the ball to uh, Cole Hamels if Leicester needs some, you know, relief and you need to just sort of push things along. Um, it's, you know, again, these are, these are just the kind of games where you would kill for an early lead and a little bit of a cushion because it just totally changes everything. And uh, it does. feels like asking a lot with this offense right now. But, um, you know, I, I, I think we just got to hope for... Uh, you know those ebbs and flows right and you know tomorrow uh, we're hoping for a peak rather than a valley right Ugh, I, that I, was like I, sort I, of a rock never like pun like reference I guess too
0: I can't I can't there's no right, joking sorry. right now Corey this is this is too dire
1: of a time but I I I, I
0: can't I, I, I gotta say like I'm this is going to be a tough one, guys. Freeland is no joke. The, the the quality of stuff he has, with the unique arm angle he has, and the success he has against the Cubs, this is this is going to be an issue here. So, uh, sorry if you're listening to this in the morning and you want to be optimistic, but I'm just you know this is just where I am right now. Also, another bad note: Jack. He's been off Corey. I didn't realize the degree to which he's been this bad. But his walk rate in September is almost seven. Um, that's not good. If you want him to be your high leverage guy next to Wilson, who blew the game today, and Jesse Chavez, who who
1: came in and, and did well in the middle of the, I got to tell so, you, Brendan, like just to jump in there, I know yeah. we're we're sort of a little jumbled on on the you know timeline, I guess, of this podcast, but I I really need to know who called that O two pitch from Wilson to Arcia, and I would probably prefer they not be with the Cubs organization uh going forward uh, how you call an oh two yeah it's it's Wilson's third pitch throws him a breaking ball he can't handle heat he was swinging through heat the whole time I, who called that pitch did you see Brett
0: Taylor's did you see Brett Taylor's stat that he tweeted out about RCA and fastballs
1: yeah that? and that was the thing it's just like how yeah. do you not just blow another fastball by him it, it was remarkable I it's like I don't know if that comes from their scouting. I don't know if that's a Jim Hickey thing, or if Wilson shook him off. And I saw Wilson say after the game, you know, if you bury that pitch, don't you don't have to worry about that. If you throw a fastball, he's going to swing through it. That was that was uh, baffling, I mean, he's, I mean, really baffling. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess when, when when we're getting to the point where we're pissed off about one particular pitch, it's that's. That's a microcosm of the Cubs' yeah. year so far. It's just we're not going to get to the point unless
1: they hit right. the baseball. Oh, 100%. She was they had three oh, no hits doubt. today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, and, and, and you know, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't let it come down to those little things, you know? Uh, the Brewers' offense is yeah. too good, and it's going too good right now. You, you can't leave it down to whether you called the right pitch to one of the worst hitters in the league. It, it shouldn't come down to that. It just shouldn't. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I,
0: Okay, so that's kind of to, to wrap up my thoughts here. I, I think just to summarize everything, one, I would like to see Gore on this roster. I think you substituted him in for Quintana at the same time. Let me sleep on it. I may change my mind in the morning just because I know that bullpen is fatigued, especially like, you know, Cizek and Chavez, this will be the third straight game they enter. They're going to enter the game tomorrow, guys, unless they get out to an early lead. Unless you carry them deep into the game, if that doesn't happen, then you're going to see you're going to see those guys in the baseball game. So that's that's where I am. Ultimately, I just if there's one thing that I just cannot move past, if I see Daniel Murphy in that lineup tomorrow, my head is going to explode, Corey. I just cannot fathom him in that lineup with that much of a liability as a defender just that just can't happen so those are just my general last thoughts before we go into uh the hellhole that is a wild card game tomorrow or today
1: okay so brendan the beacon (laughs) of positivity as usual uh i am not sure that i can really help that that much though i think i can put on a slightly brighter disposition than that (laughs) But yeah, um, um go for it. I'm not looking forward to it. Um I mean that's really what it is. It was uh very tense watching that game today. And I yeah, I just don't handle these these games well. I don't handle this environment well. Um and I yeah, I d I don't look forward to it. But in a baseball sense, I at the very least again like the cubs are in the dance here they are going to host a team that was not as good as them uh for the entire year on you know a a roster by roster basis the cubs are better than them and Mm -hmm. freeland's good it's going to be a challenge for these guys but, again, that's that's the deal in the playoffs. Uh, you know, when they faced the Nationals last year, they had to deal with Scherzer and Strasburg in the same series. And you just have to figure out a way to, to get by. So, I like I said, I've kind of given up on throwing out expectations or predictions or whatever for this offense. I, I genuinely hope they come with a better approach um, and, at the very least, put the pressure on the Rockies in their defense uh, and their pitching staff, like three hits, doesn't really put the pressure anywhere. It it, it really sort of lets them off the hook. Um, so you just hope for a better effort there. And again, I I will take I will ride into battle uh, with John Lester time and time again. Uh, I made this. Uh, I don't know if it's a metaphor or an illusion. You know, my grasp on the little nuances of the English language are not as good as when I was in college, but I made this comparison, we'll call it that, uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, when it's an elimination game, it comes to fruition, right? So we have two choices. We're either, uh, on the cruise ship that John Lester's captaining and we ride it on to Paradise, a beautiful island, uh, which I guess in this case is Milwaukee. So I'm not really sure that that's the best, uh, image but you guys get it uh or we're the band in the tuxedo on the titanic and you know we're we're riding on down uh singing go cubs go as the ship sinks into oblivion so (laughs) i'm like i said i'm
0: you were supposed to be positive
1: well i said there's two options i mean it's possible that they lose i'm not gonna pretend that that's not an option i'm just saying uh, you know I mean,
0: you're comparing this team with a sinking Titanic. Well, I you, hope you it's the cruise the ship going to paradise,
1: this. Brendan. That's the point. <laughs> anyway. Oh, where are we here, Corey? How, how did we get here? I don't how did know, this man. happen? I, what is going uh, on? When I messaged Brendan earlier today, I was like, I can't believe you and I have to talk to each other today. Like, I like talking to you, man, but I really didn't want to talk to you tonight. <sighs> but to finish my thought again like you know I like Brendan sort of helped me point out there are two options here the Cubs can win which is great and the Cubs can lose which is really not great and leads to a lot of sadness and misery uh but again I you know this team is not as good as others that we've seen not other versions of the Cubs that we've seen in these last few years uh but these are still our guys man and I am you know ready to ride with them tomorrow and i again like you're not going to hear me complain about getting to give the ball to john lester you know let anthony rizzo chris bryant go out there and try to do their thing and if they come up short they come up short but uh these are our guys they've they've come through for us uh a ton more often than not and i'm you know ready to watch them hopefully do it again on tuesday night and uh oh man <laughs> like as i'm saying it, it's just like the the pit in my stomach man these wildcard games are such a mess i it's
0: like it's in it's it's every year now we're going into an elimination game every single year with this game right. seven or game five, it's or a wild card game. I, I cannot stand that's, that's it. That's sort like of the I, problem
1: with. Uh, it's a first world problem, but it's <sighs> sort of the problem with making the playoffs every year is that you have to deal with like the stress of being in the playoffs and, and the potential that they don't can I, win. It, yeah.
0: Can, can I say one last thing though? Maybe, maybe this is a little bit more positive, but this is this this the, is the bar is pretty low from the this. rest of what
1: you've said. So I I think <laughs> you can leap right over it.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, my, my thought is put yourself back in game seven, okay? Imagine where you were when a role this Chapman gave up that home run. You want to talk about selecting and doing and a poor job on the, on the
1: positive angle here. So far, so far.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Corey. Give me time. Imagine where you were when uh, Raji Davis hit that game tying homer. What was your thoughts? For me... I stared Satan right in the eyes, Corey. That would have been the worst, the worst sports moment any of us ever, will ever, could have ever experienced. But put yourself back in the situation. Is this worse than that? My answer is no. This is bad, don't get me wrong, but the fact that the, you know you can still wake up the following day, put on your World Series championship hat. Look at your average roster, see Chris Bryan, see Rizzo, see these guys signing through 2022, and feel better about yourself. And that's because the Cubs did come in, they won that World Series, they they overcame adversity, and nothing, nothing will be worse than a game-tying home run in Game 7 of the World Series to blow the game. Nothing not even a wild card game Corey will be worse than that. Alright, that wasn't bad.
1: I st- I still don't know where wasn't that bad, I right? I still don't know where that gauges out on the, the positivity situation. But
0: I think it's pretty high given yeah, the context.
1: Um I told you before, I think I've said it on here, but I gave up basically any and all right to, you know, ask the heavens or pray or uh, wish on a lucky star. That's all gone. I gave it up in, in, in game seven, uh, of the world series. You're welcome by the way, from the stands of, uh, progressive field. I, I gave that all up, uh, cause I knew what had to be done. And so, yeah, at this point I kind of just go into these games going like, I, I, really do feel that way. I'm like, well, you can't ask for anything anymore. Like, so just go and see what happens that that's just kind of where we are. But, yeah, I mean this is just part of the deal. You know, this is part of the deal when you get into a competitive window like this. It it's not and I'm I'm going to go back to uh, you know, one of my favorite Theo lines here, but it's not linear, folks. So, you know, because we're 2 years removed uh from the World Series year, doesn't mean that this team has to be better than the 2016 team. It doesn't mean that they have to be better than last year. You know, part of the deal when you have uh, competitive group like this you've got a front office that has money to spend and you know young players that you're developing or uh, have under contract for a long time the years are going to be different and and this is just one of them and you know we've talked a lot about how this has been a pretty taxing year just with how inconsistent the team has been um, the injury stuff off field stuff and obviously uh, how the regular season ultimately finished on Monday afternoon but again They get a chance to play in the playoffs tomorrow. They get a chance to put one of uh, the best postseason pitchers of our generation. You know, maybe I feel like anytime you say all time, I didn't look at this, so I I feel out of turn saying that. Let's just assume John Lester is one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Uh, If you... Schilly, yeah, John I mean, if Lester, you're going to go dig into Bonk the Gardner. numbers, you might find people from, like, the 40s and 50s that can disprove that point for me, but I, I didn't Johnson. look at that. So <laughs> we're just going to go with this, that, you know, not only our yeah. generation, but ever. And when you have the opportunity to do that at home, in front of your crowd, uh, with a roster that won more games than the team that's coming in, the situation could be worse, right? So, again, sure. I'll I'll that's have good. my John Lester... Uh, number thirty-four, blue jersey on tomorrow. It's got the World Series patch. Uh, just to remind the everybody uh, uh, that there. the Cubs did win the World Series in twenty sixteen with a lot of guys from yes, this group. I might remind you, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna you know give every bit of energy and thought and whatever I can to the Chicago Cubs tomorrow and it's an elimination game folks so you got to treat it like this is the last one so you know we go through that grind of the baseball season where you wake up you check that calendar you check the MLB app and there's a game and that might not be the case after tomorrow so we need to do whatever we can as a fan base uh to get behind these guys and you got to give them you know uh I, I I know you know I don't know how much we can do as fans but you know there you want them to leave it all out on the field and you know you got to try to remember to do that as fans and 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 remember to appreciate what this group did uh and give it your all to try to uh push them to playing in Milwaukee on Thursday.
0: Uh just get me to Thursday for the love of god. That's all I have, Corey. I just want to play more baseball games. That's it. Just one win. I'm not going to wish anything. I'm not going to pray to what I, you know. I I've, I've used up all those wishes just like you. So just get me to Thursday. That's all I want.
1: Just one more game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, all we have for you guys. We will uh, obviously get back to you in the near future. Um, Either a very grim podcast that we're really hoping not to do this soon, uh, or we will be previewing the National League Division Series that will take place on Thursday night in Milwaukee against, uh, of course, the Milwaukee Brewers. I certainly hope that we are doing... The latter, uh, if somebody wants to go back and while you guys are listening to this, um, we kind of put the over under at audible size at about fifty. Not sure if we hit that mark or not, certainly, I bet we did. Uh, it felt like every time one of us started talking there was there was a sigh or an ugh or something like that, but uh, or like that you know fake nervous laughter you try to put out there something along those lines but i I, I think we hit the over on that one but uh yeah i will leave you um you know with with kind of what i've already said uh the cubs won 95 games in in 2018 and unfortunately that was not enough to win the national league central uh but it was good enough to be one of the best teams in the league a playoff team and the second best team in the national league so we will turn uh to your boy john lester uh, who was remarkable this season and continues to do big things, uh, even as he grows into his mid thirties. And that's all uh, I think you can really ask for at the beginning of the of the season. Uh, it didn't turn out how we all wanted in terms of the regular season in the division, uh, but the Chicago Cubs. I always like to kind of like take myself out of this, like as if we're not in this four year period and just go back to when I was a kid and you know when the 2004 Cubs were getting knocked out by Austin Kearns and the Reds and all that other stuff, Stop I like to How step back you? and think, you know what, I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and the Chicago Cubs, who won 95 games during the regular season, get a chance to play in the playoffs tomorrow at Wrigley Field under the lights with their best pitcher, Let's go. That's all we can do, right? I I I, I think uh, we would take that in a lot of different scenarios, uh, and certainly a lot of points in my life. If you had told me I get to wake up and go to Wrigley Field to watch the Cubs play in the playoffs for the fourth straight season, I would be a pretty happy camper. So uh, again, everybody, the 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 slogan is uh, a pretty good one in times like this. Everybody in. Do what you got to do. Do your routine. Eat your lucky breakfast and lunch. Wear your lucky clothes. Tune in. Or don't eat at all. Right. No. Tune in <laughs> and root for John Lester and the boys to send us to Milwaukee. For now. I think that's all we have. Uh, we, again, just stick with us. It's obviously a fluid schedule here with, with the way this is all going. Uh, we will keep you updated on that. Uh, We thank you guys for listening. As always, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. And uh, if you can't find us, check with us. Uh, Again, the uh, Blog Talk radio feed is now Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. So uh, you guys should be able to find us out on the internet and the podcast listening mediums. Again, we thank you guys uh, for listening to us all the time. It's uh, a pleasure being able to do these, even on days like today. Sometimes it helps uh, for us to get some of these thoughts out rather than just, you know, internalize them and push them down and create, uh, you know, a ton of emotional distress down the road, which, you know, we're certainly not still dealing with, you know, from our childhood and all that other stuff. But uh, other than that, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. And with every fiber of my being, everything I can muster up, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, go Cubs.
0: Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
1: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com